Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome, Cigar Cigar Chronicles podcast. I am one half of your illustrious host. I am Tremont Arnold. And I'm Ernest Tilly. Good evening. All right. Today, today, we have a good one today. Uh, And like I said before, Ernest gives the introduction to our guests. I definitely want to give a shout out to BS3 Network uh, for this opportunity and this platform, as well as uh, Roku TV. As well, and also all of the podcast affiliates um, that we are um, blessed enough to be on. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to uh, Crowns by Trey. Also, uh, can't forget uh, Soul Brother Cigars, Snob for the sponsorships that we have. Uh, and last but not least, um, I'll let Ernest introduce this illustrious guest that we have for, for today. Yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> good evening, everybody. Uh, we have the privilege and honor of having Miss Terry Hollinsworth uh, on our podcast tonight. Uh, Miss Hollinsworth was elected on November 6, 2018, to a four-year term as Circuit and County Clerk of Pulaski County. She received the most votes of any candidate on the ballot in that county. Sworn in on January 1, 2019, Miss Hollinsworth is the first. And we repeat that the first African American woman ele- elected to a Pulaski countywide executive position. She has worked in management positions in both the public and private sectors and nonprofit organizations. She has served on all levels of government and began her career working for the city of Little Rock as a city planner and later as the city's economic development administrator. Ms. Hollinsworth worked for Arkansas Secretary of State and was director of the State Board of Election Commissioners. She is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and Lynx Incorporated and is a board member of Autobahn, Arkansas. A graduate of Howard University in Washington, D.C., Ms. Hollinsworth earned a Master's of Business Administration from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. She and her son, Joshua Davis, 19 years old, are natives of Little Rock and attend St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us, Ms. Hollisworth. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you two this evening. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Tremont. That old illustrious bio, pretty sure she got an old Wikipedia page over there, East. I'm sure. I'm sure. The encyclopedia. Right, right, right. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on. And like I said, we're definitely going to uh, jump in uh, with the questions. I know uh, people are definitely anxious uh, on getting to know more about Miss Terry Hollinsworth. So I'll start off. Uh, how's it been serving as the first black and uh, first black woman uh, as the county clerk in Little Rock? Well, I would say that uh, overall, it really has been a dream come true. I uh, knew since I was um, in the ninth grade that I wanted to run for public office. So being here is certainly uh, a dream come true. And it's not without its hills and its valleys, but uh, definitely uh, being the first Black, you know, you also feel the weight or the... um, 
the responsibility of holding up the black community on your shoulders as well. You know, so and you want and I want to do a good job. So and that's and that's the biggest part of it. I want to make sure I do a good job. I want to make sure that I uh, make my folks proud, especially uh, not only black people, but folks who supported me. Perfect. Oh, that's all. That's, that's all right. Well, look here. I gotta gotta get used to this old professional side. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I can uh, take it less if you want to go less. <laughs> can you uh, can you explain the role um, as uh, the county clerk and kind of tell what a co county clerk uh, consists of? Sure. Now, for your viewers, I want them to understand that this is Pulaski County, Arkansas. And that uh, Little Rock is the uh, capital city in Arkansas. And so I am the county clerk and the circuit clerk. Uh, Pulaski County is one of 18 counties in Arkansas that has a what's called a dual role for the clerk. So I'm the county clerk and the circuit clerk, which means that I am the voter registrar for the county. I am the um, clerk of the court. I am the... Um, the real estate recorder. So all transactions that happen across the county, uh, whether they're commercial or residential, they're recorded in, in the courthouse. Uh, I have 17 circuit judges that I support, my staff and I support. And so, uh, so that means that all the filings that happen, whether you're getting um, divorced or whether you're filing a lawsuit against somebody, all those filings happen, you know, of course, within uh, my court. And then uh, marriage license happened uh, within our office as well. So that's the you know the role with both the county and the circuit side. So that is what we do. And uh, for the I guess for the short of it, you can just say that I am the keeper of the records for the county. And I and I forgot one thing. I'm also the uh, secretary for the quorum court, and that's the governing body, kind of like a board of directors or a city council but it's a county council and it's called uh, the quorum court. And I am, I call the roll and of course take the minutes and that kind of thing for the quorum court. And then, you know, whatever um, proclamations and everything else that the county judge, uh, you know, deems that I make sure that gets recorded. And I also have to sign as a witness. Like you have a, quite a few duties. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I it's guess a larger, it's a it's really a larger role that people don't realize. So I end up uh, affecting. I mean, every piece of paper that we touch affects somebody's life. Whether they're getting married, whether they're getting divorced, whether they're adopting a child, whether it's a juvenile, you know, going that has to go to court. You know that my name is on it and we have to touch every piece of paper and we have to be sensitive to everybody's feelings as they come in to file those documents. So, so with that being said, I guess the next question would be is what aspect of your job do you enjoy the most? And, and if, if you want to add on to that, as far as what you, what you uh, would, would say is the least that you like about your job and your roles. So uh, let's see what I enjoy the most is actually doing things like this talking about what the clerk does. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, tomorrow night, I will go before a, uh, a neighborhood organization as I talk about the different election laws that change and how they affect those voters when they get ready to go to the polls because our next election is May 24th. So I really enjoy that particular aspect of the job. What I uh, like the least, of course, is the management of the employees. And, you know, that when you, I have 95 plus uh, employees. So when it comes to managing employees, that can be a downer sometimes, you know, as you want to make sure everybody gets to work on time and they're doing what they're doing, you know, supposed to do and those kinds of things. But, you know, you make the most of it and we move on. Okay, good deal. Um, as, as speaking of, I guess we would say, we're speaking about elections coming up in May. Uh, can you explain the importance of voting in the local elections, especially where you are now? Sure. Uh, for everybody around this country and in Arkansas and where you are in Texas, voting is your voice. You know, voting is our system where we elect people who have values that we have, uh, who can make a, you know, can go and make the laws to uh, govern us. And so your voice is your vote. And that's why it's so important for us to vote. And that's why even for 
millennials or, or that group that's from 18 to 34 is very important for them as well because you know they're the largest group that can really make a difference and the things that they want to do and they say if they would elect people who have the values that they want we could really change this country mm-hmm. Well, well, speaking of uh, that age demographic, um, actually, Arkansas has uh, the lowest uh, voter turnout for the ages of 18 to 29. Um, How does that narrative change and what kind of message do you think resonate with younger voters? So that narrative changes with the work that we're trying to do now in terms of going out and certainly registering people and making sure that we meet them where they are to let them understand the value of why it's important to vote and how it touches their everyday life. So that's the thing, if you could let them, I think they really need to know how it touches their everyday life. I mean, um, I think young people don't get that connection. And uh, once they get that connection, then I think they will have more value or see more value in why it's important to vote and why you know, some of those old people are up there uh, wanting to be elected and that kind of thing. And then I've seen where the, you know, the younger folks uh, actually are interested in being in office. And some sometimes some of the older folks won't get out the way because we don't see folks who actually want to stand up. Mm-hmm. But the way that message changes is that, uh, like I said, we're doing what in terms of getting out in the community, talking to the young people, trying to find out what's important to them and how things affect their everyday life. And then that that's how we end up changing the narrative. And then it happens over time. It's just like what Stacey Abrams did in Georgia. That didn't happen overnight. That was a 10, maybe 12 year thing in the making. And so once we start now, then we can change the trajectory. I can't even say the word. We can change how things are for Arkansas in maybe 10, 12 years. Okay. All right. Um, Talk about some of the obstacles that you came across uh, when you were running uh, for office um, and just kind of talk about, you know, some of the obstacles and how you came over some of those obstacles. So I would say that my biggest obstacle uh, running for office was raising money because you guys, I'm so, you've been in this game a long time. You know that when it comes to funds, white men are at the top, then white women, black men, and then black women. And so, uh, with the and so, I didn't even have a carryover of funds when I actually won the office, and I beat two white boys to get here. Mm. So I had to when I uh, so I got I entered the race uh, or. I I said that I was announced that I was going to run, say, late February in 2018. Um, And then the filing, I had maybe four weeks to raise $7,500, which was my filing fee. I raised that money. Then I had to raise money to actually run. And then I I beat that. uh, That was the incumbent son that I actually beat to be in that particular, uh, to to win the primary. And then I went on to beat the Republican in the general election. So I would say the biggest obstacle was definitely raising the funds and trying to make sure that uh, we could get the vote out and that kind of thing. Because, uh, you know, like especially during uh, the general election, I really kind of felt like we should have had more coverage at our uh, different polling sites. But it was good that I you know, was able to get out and meet people and do different things. And so folks already went in and knew who to vote for. Didn't really necessarily have to have somebody at that polling site, but it sure feels good when you have somebody saying, vote for Terry Hollingsworth when you're, you know, when they're at the polls. And Ernest, I'm going to say that she's being very modest. She didn't, she didn't win. She whooped. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's being very modest over there. Oh yeah, you're being very political. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, one, what made what made you decide to, to to just run for office? I guess that would be the next question we, we would we would want to to know is what what made you desire deciding well, what, what, what you asked that question, Ernest. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> 
Actually, uh, so I grew up in a family that was uh, always connected with politics. And it was something that we valued. Voting is something that they instilled in me and certainly something that we valued. Uh, my father was a civil rights attorney, so he understood that voting, voting mattered. Um, and he worked for Governor Bill Clinton. Um, he also, uh, Clinton appointed him to the Arkansas Supreme Court in the 80s. He was on, our, on the Little Rock City Council. Uh, when I was a kid, I was around other campaigns, uh, folks who ran for state representative and state senator and that kind of thing. So I was always around uh, friends of my parents who were involved in the community. And so step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I knew from the ninth grade that I wanted to run for office. I knew I wanted to be a part of, of a governing body to make the laws of where in my community. And so I first ran for a state representative and Tremar and Arnold helped me. And um, I lost that race though. First race I lost and um, I lost by 300 votes in a runoff to a, a civil rights attorney who was who was actually my my father's ex law partner, and I grew up with his kids. So for for that person to be as uh, strong of a civil rights attorney as he was, we did damn good in terms of our campaign to to only lose by three hundred votes in the in a runoff. So, and and I think God has a plan for you. So and here I am. Wow! Wow! That's that's good to know. So I guess in that same, in the same, uh, I guess, uh, question I just asked, what advice would you give a young black woman that, that is considering or interested in running for public office? I would definitely tell them to whatever offices that they're interested in, they should get in part, get involved in their county party, whatever that county party is, mm-hmm. so that uh, they can get to know folks who are actually uh, can support them and also the folks who have a purse in terms of funds that gonna gonna help them. I think they should also find out as much as they can about that particular office, whether it's city council, whether it's state representative or whether it's you know state senator or something like that. They should find out what's going on and then have an idea about what it is that they wanna do and change within that particular office. And, and it's kind of, I'm sorry, Jermaine, with that. Just add on to to what you said earlier. What do you think the 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 reason is behind why black women are on the lowest of the totem pole with which record with with regards to getting the the necessary funding to run uh, a good race? You know, I think that is the same thing throughout history in terms of um, folks just not really wanting to pay attention to black women. And not really wanting to give us the uh, recognition that we really deserve, um, considering we've been the backbone to helping um, this country since its inception. You know, um, I think that's the real reason. Uh, and then the other reason is that I think uh, is that white men want to stay in power, so they want to make sure other white men get the money and they're gonna stay in power. Mm. Well, well said. <laughs> for those uh for those tuning in uh we have uh terry hollinsworth um on on uh, on the show today uh definitely like i said pioneer trailblazer 
um, any other adjective that you could think of. Uh, she's that, you know, so we definitely appreciate her for being in the house. Uh, so I have a question. Uh, I know you were close to your dad, uh, who was definitely a staple and pioneer in Arkansas. Um, can you give us uh, anything that uh, any advice that he gave you that stuck with you uh, throughout this day? Probably not on the air. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was just his body of work was definitely a guiding force for me. Uh, you know, my father was hard on, on, on us, on all of us, on all the children. So we, or my siblings rather, and we knew that uh, once we graduated from high school that we had to go to college. There was no if, ands, or buts, right? So uh, that first year at Howard, when I didn't do well, he said, you want to work or you want to go to school? And that really wasn't, uh, uh, you answer that question, that was you get your ass out there and you better do what you're supposed to do at school, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, so from that, my I think I got the work ethic from him. I, I was... I know 11, 12 years old in his office making help, making files, you know, during the summertime. So he taught us that work ethic in terms of what we needed to do to get the job done. And uh, that's, that's, a, you know, at least a little bit of what I learned from my dad and plus a little bit of talking shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do you have any regrets? I don't have any regrets. Mm -mm. Not even because I've been married. Of course, I've been divorced probably long uh, twenty years now. But anyway, I don't even regret that because if I did, then I wouldn't have my wonderful son, Joshua. Okay. Uh, so, it, with regards to, I, I'm sure he's he's graduated from high school. What what are some of his aspirations? Is he is he going to seek public office or or serve in that capacity or and following his mom's footsteps or he's he's going to go another route? You know, uh, I think I told you at the beginning of this that I stopped drinking for Lent, and you're about to make me start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my son is 19, and he's trying to figure it out, and uh, he has gone to the local um, tech school, Plasky Tech, mm -hmm. and um you know, again, trying to figure it out. He's make. I, I took a BC powder earlier because he kept making my head hurt. <laughs> but so I'm trying to I'm trying to roll with it. And then uh, he's been working full time, so we'll see what happens in the next six months. If not, he's gonna come down there and live with you, Ernest. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> uh, I I too can attest. I have a 19 year old that's trying to figure it out himself. <laughs> so I, I I definitely understand that. I say I don't know if I can have two people. I hope, I hope he don't play PlayStation like my son. Boy, it wouldn't be no work getting done around him. <laughs> he does not play PlayStation, but uh, you know get around those friends and you're having fun and then you meet these girls and next thing you know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and then your mother tells you tonight you know you got about three months or you're going to be out of here uh-oh uh-oh i guess we'll, we'll change that subject real quick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back to uh, uh getting refocused uh, okay. What are some things that the, that the people of Pulaski County can look for from you as the county clerk? They can certainly look for me to continue to register voters, to continue to provide as the great customer service as possible, and to look for innovative ways to make sure that they're served during the um, election process. So, for example, in, 20, in 2020, during the pandemic, the courthouse was closed, so we couldn't allow people in. So we had to service people outside. And so I got uh, with the mayor of Little Rock and of course the sheriff, and of course I asked the county judge, and we blocked off a street by the courthouse so that we could have a drive-through return your absentee ballot. And so that absentee ballots are definitely under my purview. The actual election gets set up with what's called the Pulaski County Election Commission. So 
we wanted to make sure that people, it was almost like a Chick-fil-A line because I wanted to make sure people could come through, show us their ID, you know, sign whatever they need to sign, get and watch us put it, put their ballot in a secure box and then be able to go. And then that way they didn't have to get out of their car. They didn't have to be uh, touched or anything, you know, as it relates to COVID what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so when we did that and we were very successful. And uh, also during 2020, we had about 30,000 requests for absentee ballots when usually, normally, we only have about 8,000. So that was a big chore that we did in terms of uh, blocking off that street, making sure that we service the public outside during, I mean, of course, it started off, it was warm when we uh, were servicing them. And then next thing you know, it was cold as heck, you know, because it became wintertime. So, but uh, we, we did it and we did it successfully and I'm very proud of them. So I want to make sure that we come up with even more ways to be innovative and help the public as much as we can. Cause it's all, it's always about service and making sure the public gets what they need. That's good. That's good yeah. to know. I'm going a, I'm to a jump in and say this Ernest, real quick. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out uh, to the mayor uh, down there in Little Rock, Arkansas, Frank Scott, who's done an amazing job uh, down there just yeah. kind of, changing the whole vibe and energy um, in Little Rock. You know, he's one of the few mayors that you can actually touch. You'll see him out and about. You see him at a, a, a central football game, you know. So, you know, definitely shout out to, to Frank and, and definitely, uh, you know, those in Arkansas, those listening, you know, definitely get out and support him as he runs again uh, for mayor. Cool, man. That'll work. Um, I kind of just kind of uh, – Lower the tone a little bit. I guess the uh, question I would ask is, if, if you could turn back the hands of time, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I would tell my 18-year-old self to not have any fear and to go for the gusto, whatever it is that I thought about or dreamed about. Just go do it. Because um, I can, I think I can remember being, well, of course I knew I was going to college, but I think after that, I thought about maybe going to travel Europe, you know, by myself, I should have just done it. And then my 18 year old self, I would say, do it. You learn a lot of kind of things. You like you learn a lot that way. Gotcha. Um, I want to. This is kind of um, kind of off off uh, off script a little bit. Uh, with you as a black woman, how do you navigate between race and gender, uh, being uh, in your field and definitely being an elected official? So how do I navigate? Um, I tell you, I feel that all the time when I'm in certain circumstances where I'm feeling that, oh, you know, was that racist or no, maybe that was sexist, you know, that kind of thing. And so I have to... um, I have to just listen and try to make sure that I say the right words. You know, if there's something to be said, I do feel like when I'm in the room, if there's something that needs to be pointed out, if there needs to be, you know, a black person there to say, this is not right, I will be the one that will do that. No matter how um, I feel like I'm being treated because I feel like I need to stand up for for what's right. Um, But uh, I guess, how I navigate is to, um, when I walk in the room, I make my presence known and I let them know I'm not scared. Mm. I, I'm, I'm With me knowing you, I'm pretty sure that that isn't a hard task for you to do. <laughs> uh, and, then I will, and then I will point out, I mean, if it needs to be pointed out, but then there's sometimes, it, you know, sometimes you have to just sit back and watch and see how things play out as well. Mm-hmm. But I certainly right. uh, make sure, you know, if it needs to be said, it's going to be said. I, I don't miss that opportunity. <laughs> I can <laughs> definitely concur with you on that. Uh, uh, if you could have a dinner with three politicians dead or alive, who would they be and why? Shirley Chisholm, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, my father, Les Hollingsworth. Now, I say sure. Oh, when I, you only said three. You said three, but Barbara Jordan. I would try. I would add Barbara Jordan to one of those as well. I can remember watching Shirley Chisholm and Barbara Jordan, you know, on TV as they were 
you know, in Congress. And I think that was the other reason why uh, I wanted to run for office because I saw those strong black women standing up for our community and uh, advocating for us. Plus they're good Delta women. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Barack, uh, because uh, I just thought he was a great all around leader. And then uh, my father, who uh, I watched navigate and this political scene in Little Rock, not only could he bless somebody out on one hand, but he knew how to be their friend as well. So he was able to get a lot of things done across the aisle, you know, with thing, any kind of uh, policy that needed to be done within the city. And he called people out when they weren't doing the right mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Let me, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask one more, Ernest. Let me ask you this question, uh, especially when it relates to Arkansas. Do you think, uh, do you think, and what do you think it would take for Arkansas to turn blue? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was about to say some people need to die, but... Um... <laughs> 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 That's not the right answer. <laughs> uh, it's actually gonna it's actually gonna take a while. It's the, the cycle, like I said, it's probably gonna take a good 10 years or more and and it'll go it'll go back blue. I mean we're that's just where we are right now. It's really interesting. I had um I went to a county clerk meeting a couple of weeks ago and there was one of the county clerks who apparently has been Democrat all this time. And now she says she's been switching to uh, be a Republican on the ballot. And I'm going now all this time that even Arkansas has turned red, they obviously voted for you. Mm -hmm. They're obviously your friends in some kind of way. But, and so now you got to run as a Republican to win when what happened to four you know four years ago so I didn't I don't understand that that particular um, way of thinking because I think that if if Democrats have if, if that's my value then that's the value I'm sticking I understand people can change but I'm not changing just so that you know we can win some votes you got to know that I'm the best person and I'm going to do the best job and that's why you're voting for me not because I'm a Democrat or a Republican. It's because I'm doing the best job and you've seen me do it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, with that being said, you know, by you making history in Pulaski County, have you, have you, have any like folks under you or, or folks that's, that's seeking, wanting to seek office, have they reached out to you and what advice have you given them in, in their quest to uh, make history along with, with what you've done? Uh, you know, especially lately, since we just had filing, I've had a lot of people kind of reach out to me and let me know that they're they're running or, you know, and wanting some advice. Definitely the biggest advice I give folks is to make sure you pull that voter list that's in your particular area mm. and you look and see who's who goes to vote. And those are the people you need to make sure you target with all your information. That's and <laughs> that's the that's the best thing right there. And then after that, then of course you try to make you know events if you can. You know, you know now that COVID is opening up, more events about to start happening and that kind of thing. But you definitely want to target those voters who you know are going to go vote. And you don't just look at the last election; you look at the last election and maybe the one or two before that, so that you really can hone in on who's going to actually go and vote. And then you make sure that you uh, have somebody pushing people to the polls. You got to do that. And, I, and I'm going to jump in and say this, too. Uh, I know you said, you know, they need to look at the last couple of elections, but you need to emphasize the last primary election. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I will emphasize the last primary yeah. election. Yeah. And I, and I think that you're certainly right. It's, it's definitely those primary, like, especially, which, you know, the races that they're running in. So, right. I mean, they got to know why they're running. They've got to be confident. And the other thing that I let them know, that this is a lonely business. 
so that when you are on the campaign trail, just know that even though you might have a team of volunteers, there's going to be one day when you're the only person out there knocking on doors. And if you want this, then, then you're going to be the only person out there knocking on doors, whether it's rain, sleet, or snow. Mm, that's good to know. That's good right there. A lot of folks, I think folks don't even consider or look at that voting list to see. You know, so hold on. That's that's good. So hold on. I could man, look at I could I could man tear that van up from inside out, man. I could I could break down the list till it can't be broken down no more, man. Um, and it's just little things like that. I, you know, people you know need to realize, you know, especially like I said, if you want to run for office, you gotta know your demographics. You gotta know the people that's in your district, in your area that's actually getting out there to vote. Cause I ain't for the mayor. Waste my time with little Tim that ain't gonna get out there and vote, you know. Now, you know, exactly. I talked, I, I talked to little Tim mama because she gonna get out there, she gonna vote every election. Yeah. Because, like I said, as we know, the highest demographic of voters is the black woman from the age of 25 to 55. You know, mm-hmm. they have the highest percentile of getting out there and voting in every election. So, you know, we, as, as we saw Ernest, you know, with this past primary election, women came out and voted for women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was some comments that's not there no more because of that. Yeah, <laughs> and there's some that that won the primary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't win. They, they, I mean, they. It wasn't even close. Yeah. You're right. right, and it's a big push for that now in terms of women voting for women. Uh, but uh, you know, sometimes. You gotta, you gotta look at it too. I mean, what? Who is that woman? Is that woman the best for that? I mean, I certainly champion women. I'm a woman, you know. I want people. I want women to run and that kind of thing. But we also have to look at what kind of race is it, what 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 area is it, and that kind of thing. Because um, there was a judgeship race here, and it was two women, but one was white and one was black. But the area that this person was running in was a majority black district. So, you know, why was that other woman, you know, first of all, we questioned why did the other woman even get in the race? You know, that kind of thing. And then the, the it was designed to make sure that we could get some black judges. So why, you know, we can't just vote for that woman just because she's a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So that's true. That's That's so true. Well, well, I'll say in a perfect world, because a lot of folks, uh, when Obama ran, they just wanted to get out there and vote for him because he's black. So plus he was handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is handsome. He's not dead. He is handsome. (laughs) You you have a thing for the dead or something, don't you? Sometimes I wish I had a mafia crew. <laughs> so let's let's do this if if you don't mind. I like to um, just pose a couple of uh, words or phrases. Well, mostly words that uh, we just want your first thing that comes to mind when you hear these words, if you would. Okay. Uh, first word would be reparations. We deserve them, but I don't think we'll get them in my lifetime. So, well, let me ask you this. So. In getting reparations, how are we? What kind of resources are we getting? Are we getting monetary resources, or are we getting, you know, our our four acres and a mule? I, well, I think we should get the land <laughs> and some money. <laughs> I agree. I will agree. Uh, let's see, uh, voting rights. They belong to all and they should always be easy and equally to and equal to access. Okay. Social injustice. It's the worst in America that I at this point, and I fear for black men. Mm. Mm. Okay, Dude. can you expound on that just yeah, a little yeah. bit? Yeah. I love it. I love Ooh. it. <laughs> well, I just, you know, the way the police will um, pick out black men and stop them for no reason. You know, the 
profiling, racial profiling, uh, you know, in our court system, more black, you know, we find more black men that are going to jail still now than, um, you know, the white, white folks for the same, same offense, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, so the, it's that, that kind of stuff in terms of the social injustice. Uh, I even have an example myself. I was this past summer, I was, um, got written up by the state board of election commissioners. They were actually trying to reprimand me, which is like one of the highest uh, things you could do in terms of, uh, uh, you know, a negative offense. Mm -hmm. And it was a mistake of something that happened in my office that affected uh, 10 people. So, so basically what happened was a street file was changed so that maybe 10 people on a block, their street was changed. So they had to go to a different precinct. Okay. Now, after my lawyers defended me to a tune of $45,000, um, we found that clerks around the state have done way more egregious things that affected numerous voters. And they got nothing but maybe a letter, don't do that again, or maybe not a letter at all, but they were trying to reprimand me. So to me, that's social injustice, just mm -hmm. like what happens to our black men who get racially profiled just because they're black. And let me just kind of touch on that. That's, that's a very sensitive subject for me because I've been racially profiled several times. And, and I just want to kind of get your opinion. Do you think defunding the police or, or some type of uh, mental evaluations would be more of a, of a thing for policing versus defunding the police or if you, or your opinion on both. So I don't think we should defund the police because we all need police at some point in time. Mm -hmm. I think that we should look at how it's funded to make sure that they are definitely going through uh, sensitivity training or, um, you know, whatever trainers that deals with other cultures and backgrounds and that kind of thing. And then there should be definitely some money going into prevention and intervention. So whatever that is in terms of helping our young men, uh, maybe junior high school on up or something like that. But definitely there needs to be monies in those areas to uh, help our our folks. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that, too. Um, you know, I don't think we should you know, necessarily like I don't think defunding the police is, is the answer. You know, I think, you know, like if you could uh, defund that, defund a pension. You know, I think I think that'll that'll uh, open up some eyes and that'll that'll change up a whole lot of things too. But also, I think that uh, we need to focus more on uh, community policing. You know, I think, and I still say this to this day, one of the best police officers that I know is Tommy Norman. You know, because he's in the neighborhood. You know, he 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 knows. You know, Miss Millie May that stay on 67th Street. You know, and he you know he actually does community policing. I believe that you know if we get police officers that's actually from the neighborhoods and know the neighborhoods and know the people that are in the neighborhoods, I think that that would be a better thing outside of getting, you know, somebody don't know Jack squat, you know, about, you know, this neighborhood and they going in and they feel like they have something to prove. So I think, you know, if we kind of focus more on co community policing and actually, you know, getting out in the neighborhoods and getting to know people in the neighborhoods, I think that that will help out a lot especially a lot of this stuff that's been going on. So that's just my two cents. Well, Tremont, you know that I used to be married to uh, the one in Little Rock that was like, you know, definitely in the community policing. And so uh, I learned a lot during that time about, you know, uh, helping the kids and everything that, you know, the community police and riding the bikes in the neighborhood and all that kind of good stuff. And so I definitely think there's a need for that. And we need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree 100 percent on that. Uh, reproductive rights. Oh, I got the side out your mind. <laughs> uh -oh. Men should stay out of our womb. <laughs> I love saying we, we that, that, that's definitely enough saying. Leave, leave that alone now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, I, and I'm gonna say this one. Uh, 
chances of us uh, or chances of of uh, of you in Arkansas actually having a black governor um, in this upcoming election? <laughs> um. So I believe in the Democratic candidate who I know is going to win the primary. His name is Chris Jones. And I think that he's going to give it a good run for the money. So, but chances are probably slim. But that doesn't mean that we need to give up, roll over, and just let the other person win without a good fight. And I think that once the primary is over with, he's going to give it a good fight. And when you say her, who who are you speaking of? She who has no name. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that question up, Jamar. And I wanted to ask uh, Ms. Hollingsworth, uh, well, how, how would you assess President Biden and Kamala Harris uh, in their first their first uh, role as uh, President and Vice President? You know, I think that um, they probably are getting uh, about a C for me. Um, but I've been so focused on what we've been doing that I haven't paid a lot of attention to what they are doing right and what they are doing wrong, you know, that or what I feel like they're doing wrong, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I've been hearing a lot of comments about where is Kamala, you know, now and Nobody, I never heard anybody ask, where was Pence? You never hear from the vice president, you know? So, um, and just because she was, you know, I was glad she, I wanted her on the ticket. I mean, I'm glad she was on the ticket, but that doesn't mean that we were gonna change black America. You know, we do what we can. And, with, and especially with the Congress that we had, I think that, I really think they're doing the best that they can because you've got those obstreperous uh, Republicans up there. Mm-hmm. Well, there too. I'm I'm a piggyback on that too, because a lot of people don't realize uh, the 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 precedent, or the sources that's that surround power is really the real power. Uh, the president governs affairs pretty much, you know, and you know, there's only you know so much that she could do per se, but you know, you know, and not even using that as an excuse. But like I said, the sources that surround power is 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 the real power. Right. You know, so, you know, we need to stop looking for other people to do for us that we have the power to do for ourselves, first and foremost, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why it's so important and so key that we get out and we put these people in these positions that's going to look out for the betterment of our needs, you know, and also, too, you know, they clean up mess that we had four years ago, you know, so. You know, we're not going to look we're not going to see any real change probably, you know, in another two or three years anyway. So, you know, right. right. We, we would start just like what you're saying. We would start seeing some real change in the second half of right. I mean, or if the second term, if they yeah. were able to get that. Yeah. You're exactly right. You know, so. You can't dance around that question. I'm gonna we're gonna let you we're gonna let you make it though. That's okay. Which <laughs> question about uh, the chances of governor or or what I said a C. They get a C. Okay, okay. No worries. Uh, first thing comes to mind, America in 2022. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind for 2022 is that America scares me. Mm. I just feel like the way that these election laws have gone across this country, that they are trying to take us back to Jim Crow, uh, you know, making us count jelly beans and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm just going to, they just going to, I'm just going to be in jail because I'm going to stand up for it. I'm going to stand up. I'm not going, I won't be doing this craziness. I mean, we have a law on the books that, uh, and they changed this because of some of the good stuff we were doing in Pulaski County. But we have a law that says that I have to look at the person's actual voter registration application 
from when they did that at 18 years old mm-hmm. if they're going to vote by absentee voting. Yeah. Now, we had we had a 100-year-old lady who we couldn't find her app, her original application, right? Now, she's 100 mm-hmm. years old, so that was even before computers were out, right? Right. It just so happened we knew her name, we knew her daughter, so we were to we were able to find her daughter and then try, try to get, you know, get this woman to come in and do a, a new application. If we hadn't have done that, then she wouldn't have been able to vote. So they try to target such a small group of people, but they end up affecting a whole bunch of people. And that's just wrong because my signature has changed since I was 18. I'm sure your signature has probably changed since you're 18 and, and we don't really have any physical ailments. So think about those people who've had strokes, who've mm-hmm. had, um, you know, maybe break their arm right before, um, you know, the election. And then they got to use an arm that they never, you know, use the other hand that they never used before. Yeah. It's just wrong that some of the things they do and like that. So I just feel like if we don't stand up and push back against that kind of stuff and we let these folks keep, you know, yelling at us and all this kind of stuff, it, that they're going to try to take us back. Yep. Now, I'm telling you, for one, I'm not going. I know that's right. That's so true, and that's why it's so important for the to get these federal, these federal laws passed at you know at at, at Congress that are trump some of these state laws. But that's man, that's that's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing. And mm-hmm. if we can get some some of those bills like Voters Right to Act, John Lewis Act, those those bills passed in Congress, mm-hmm. I mean that'll that'll eliminate some of these atrocious you know bills that we have especially in texas and i'm serious like i said arkansas sound like similar to, to what, what we're doing here in texas yes. so I'm glad i mean I'm it's crazy that we can't give water to people who are standing in line that's crazy. especially if it's hot outside i can tell the, i can tell the gun down there in the in the right. polling right. <laughs> in the polling location exactly. right <laughs> right so, right that's great how, how do you feel about uh us actually having a chance to get in the first black woman in supreme court I'm excited about that. I think that that perspective is needed up there. Um, you know, because you always need a diverse group of people in a room to uh, look at an issue. And then you come, it's about coming to the middle and meeting the minds. Now, of course, they may not always come to the middle, but you know, yeah. you definitely need that perspective. I think it's fantastic. I do too, man. And she's, and, and she's well qualified for the, for the right. Day. Right. I think we need to make sure we don't you lose. Know how we, have to be, we have to be super qualified. So, you know, she's qualified. Overly, overly qualified. Overly qualified. <laughs> you know, especially taking into consideration, you got people like Kavanaugh already in there, you know. With a track record. With a, with a long track record. Yeah. I think the crime got him in there. The crime did it. <laughs> well, I mean... Remember when or y'all might not be old enough, but remember when Clarence Thomas was getting in there? Nah. I will. He don't count. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I certainly understand your sentiment, but what I'm saying is <laughs> he did some stuff that wasn't really uh very nice, and he was still they still put him on there. Yeah. And they've been they've been reaping that since Ooh. the day. God, don't get me started on that plan. God. He called him a clown. I love it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trevon. I'm about to start cussing myself. Oh. I was gonna. I, I was. I was definitely going to ask this. What should? Uh, oh, so so. Uh, I know it's re-election time. So, uh, do you do you do you have a a candidate that's that's brave enough to run against you? Well, Tremont, as you asked that question, filing was over on March first, and I have no opponent. So I have won my second term already. I am thankful and grateful to the people of Pulaski County. Awesome. 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 That'll work. Yes. Well, so that's, uh, you know, and it's really, that is, um, 
I guess I was ready to get out and kind of fight, <laughs> you know, and uh, defend my position and everything. Uh, so it's really, I'm kind of mixed. I'm very, very uh, blessed and uh, glad. Thank you. And, you know, very thankful to the voters of Pulaski County that I didn't have an opponent, but uh, I still was, you know, was ready to duke it out and uh, make sure that I, I won like I did the last time with the land side. But uh, I'm going to take this win and move on and, and see what I can do to help other other candidates to get in. Uh, that, that would be my next question. Do you still plan on campaigning? So you answered that. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. 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 Mm -hmm. No, I, and uh, I'll certainly be out there. Uh, like I, I've got a bunch of like I've got something. Today's Wednesday. I've got a speaking engagement Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to talk about the voting laws in Arkansas. So I'm going to continue to be out there registering voters and and trying to make sure people understand these new laws so that they don't get, you know. Um, somebody trying to put them in jail because you know it's going to be some Karen saying they did something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going uh, to add just my last question too. Um, especially like, uh, you know, me and Ernest can contest of all of the uh, the black judges that have uh, that we have uh, that have won in the last, what, eight eight years here. Uh, it's definitely been a big surge. And there's definitely been a surge in Arkansas. Can you talk about or how do you feel about the surgeons of of black men and women that's actually running for some of these judge sheet, uh, judge seats? Oh, I think it, I the, from the ones that I see that are running, especially the ones right here in Central Arkansas, they are running in the seats that are that were carved out for them. Um, oh my God, I can't think of what the name of the uh, hadn't asked me that I could have told you, but anyway. My father was part of that redistricting effort to make sure that mm. there were some seats that were going to be some black judgeship seats, and they are running for those seats. And I think it's excellent that they are in those seats. We need those folks because you know we're disproportionately are the ones that are in those uh, criminal mm. seats or or juvenile seats, uh, or you know in terms of going before the judge. So uh, we definitely need somebody who understands uh, our folk and our culture to make sure that uh, their sentencing or is, is just and, uh, you know, fits whatever it is they did. Cool beans. Well, this has been absolutely awesome having you on here uh, tonight, Miss Hollingsworth. I'm telling you, you've, you've, you've thrown some jewels at us, boy, which they're going to put them around their neck. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, well, this has definitely been fun, and um, and I hope it's been informative for your viewers. I, I really appreciate uh, you all asking me to be a part of this, and uh, I just I'm just excited I got to be on with both of you all. Uh, we appreciate you. This, I guess you can go ahead and close this out, Frank. All right, uh, we we like I said, we definitely appreciate. Uh, Madam Hollinsworth, uh, for being on, um, you know, definitely, like I said, you definitely shot some jewels. Like I said, the only thing that was missing us passed around the collection plate. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, definitely want to give a shout out to BS3 Network as well as Roku TV, all of the podcast affiliates. Um, that we have relationships with, <laughs> that we have relationships with. Uh, like I said, man, my co host Ernest, you know, we definitely couldn't do this. I couldn't do this without him, you know, and vice versa. Uh, shout out to to, to Wayne Snob. Uh, shout out to uh, Soul Brother Cigar Crowns by Trey. Uh, and uh, Miss Hollingsworth, can you tell people where to find you on social media? So they can find me. You mean actually know my handles? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but I am on Twitter, Instagram, and of course. Uh, they can first go to PulaskiClerk.com and then um, they'll see us, see me from there in terms of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Ooh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, we like I said, it was a, definitely a good. We definitely appreciate you uh, for being on here. And like I said, just uh, just kind of informing us everything that you have had to overcome uh, and things that you are still overcoming, uh, you know, as a black woman as a person that's holding um, elected uh, 
elected a seat uh, as an elected official and actually serving, you know, because we have a lot of a lot of politicians, but we don't have uh, a lot of uh, people that are actually getting out and doing the work. So we could definitely say that you're out doing the work. You've been doing the work uh, for a long time. So we definitely appreciate it. Uh, and, and the first. And the first. And the first. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. we this definitely. 200 years old. I'm the first black clerk ever. So we definitely appreciate it. Uh, and uh, like I said, um, you know, until next week, we'll see you guys again. And uh, just stay on for just a second. And uh, thank you again. <laughs>